0: Go. i'm excited it's, it's the finale baby yes sir yes sir last episode of the season how did we get here man we got here through dedication hard work and a commitment to be here every week here on episode 39 of the block to block podcast the best podcast in the world for all things web3 here we break down the technology what's going on in the market and the ways in which you can benefit I am in team Jai. And I
1: am Web3 Wayne.
0: And over here, the talk is different. Always, always. The talk is
1: always different. Every single week, every single Thursday. And you know, every single Thursday, we got to give you the disclaimer because we want you to take this game. We want you to, to make money from it. But this podcast is only for informational purposes only. So what does that mean for you? That means if you don't want to lose your cheese, cheddar, mozzarella, provolone, then you should consult your financial advisor or any other financial professional that can help you take this information and use it to the best of your financial capabilities. And with that, let's start the podcast.
0: Let's start the podcast, man. I'm super excited, man. We're 39 episodes each in, right? Meaning we're 39 weeks of this Web3 journey where you, the viewer, have been coming along with us to just really understand what's going on in the world of Web3 and seeing the ways in which we can increase our knowledge base so we can use this tool for our benefit, man. And it's been phenomenal. It's been phenomenal. I'm really enjoying Season 2. You know, this past season, we spent a lot of time just dissecting a lot of macroeconomic factors, a lot of global factors, a lot of global stories, and which has got us to this point in which we're like, hey, why not we have an episode where we just talk about which country or which region of the world we think is going to win the Web 3 race, right? This is yeah. just based off of what we've been seeing over the last couple of weeks. So if you haven't already, definitely watch every episode of season two. It starts at episode 20 to this episode 39 and make sure you like comment subscribe and share out with all your loved ones because everybody needs to get this game what do you think for sure
1: for sure sure. no man season season two has been uh has been great man from the guests we've had amazing Mm -hmm. guests on just giving out free game web three game um you know from marketing web3 education to you know, Web three real estate development.
0: Mm-hmm. Like there,
1: there's really been really a, a you know wide variety of great guests that we've had on. Um, shout out to to everybody that's that's come and graced us. You know, with their their presence, with their stories. Uh, we mm-hmm. we even went across the, the digital pond uh, for happening. Um, that was a, a great episode. Uh, I, I really, you know, I think it's been interesting. We started this this podcast, this show, um, in a very interesting time for Web3, right? Everything uh, was kind of starting to to downtrend, and, and, and it was a downturn mm-hmm. for the market as a whole. Uh, so it's been amazing to see the development of, you know, when, when kind of we started and, and everything was, and, and I'm, I'm not talking about the podcast, I'm talking about when we started with Web3 uh, in general on the, the business side, seeing how things developed then. When we started, you know, it, NFTs were doing, you know, billions of dollars every quarter, mm-hmm. right? Like tens of billions of dollars every quarter. Um, which has very much changed and, and you know, we've seen a, a big growth rate when we first started, and now that has changed as well. Um, and so you know, it's been interesting seeing our stories uh really go from, you know, what they have in season one, where we're really covering, you know, the the, the market. I think really our focus was more so here in the States. Like you know, that's where the, the topics were mostly focused and, and where the news was mostly focused. Um, and then you see as things start to happen, downloads start to fall, um, you know, politicians and, and regulators start to kind of down talk some of the the industry. You see new places and new spaces starting to, to pop up that are, uh, you know, really pushing this, this Web3 thing. And so it's been amazing to see the evolution of, you know, when we first started season one, what the stories were, where the focus was, um, and, you know, how that's impacted and affected our, you know, our stories for season two, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Where we're seeing a lot more global activity. We're seeing a lot of global activity in the Web3 space being recognized and talked about, you know, more in the forefront. Um, especially when you're talking about like more positive things within the Web3 space, right? Um, so, I think season two has just been, you know, a really interesting journey of um, uh, one, you know, seeing who else is out there in in Web3, what they're doing. Um, it was dope that you know they all look like us. Um, you know, I think I think that was dope. Um, And then also seeing, you know, more of these global stories, you know, pop into the forefront, Um, really this opportunity and really showing us and hopefully you as viewers and listeners that, you know, the world is is very expansive, you know, things might be uh, downtrending in in one place, but there, there may be upward trends in other places or people that are saying, hey, you know, although this may not be the best time, we're going to set the foundation because this is a technology that we believe in. And I think that's sometimes what, what it takes, especially if you're, you know, you're a business owner or you're pursuing your passion, if you will. Um, you need to be able to outlast tough times and say, Hey, I'm, you know, even though this may not be the best time I'm
0: setting the foundation for what's to come. So Absolutely. Absolutely. So to really help frame this conversation about like which region or which country of the world we believe is gonna is most best positioned to really win this web three race, what we decided to do was to create a block to block scorecard, if you will, of the seven main factors that you that we need to account for while doing this analysis. And with that, I guess we can just kick out the factors. Web3 Wayne, you want yeah. to bring number one?
1: I'll kick us off. So the, the, the first factor that, you know, we've been tracking in, in terms of consideration for uh, opportunity within the web three space is technological infrastructure, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, really what, what we're looking at there is the regions with robust and advanced technological infrastructure. Uh, and that includes, you know, of course, the widespread internet connectivity, uh, High-speed networks, reliable power supply—you um, know, those are going to be places where Web3 are more likely. Web3 technologies are more likely to uh, thrive. Um, and I know, you know, us being in the U.S., especially reliable power supply and internet mm-hmm. connect, those three factors are something that that is just normal to us. But that that's really not, you know, a, a the case in every country and in every region. Um, so that's that's really important uh, because you know in, in terms of those technologies, um, they need to be supportive of the developer community, right? Those builders that are within the environment, um, and they need great technology uh, to do so. And so we see that advantage there with a lot of the developed countries, right? They already have a lot of that infrastructure that you know, will allow for people to build and, and those developers to come in and, and really uh, you know, do something special with the, the, the Web3 technologies that they're building out. Um, but we've also been seeing from emerging company, countries as well, uh, you know, they've been putting in significant investments into their infrastructure, right? So that they can compete with these developed countries, especially on the Web3 3 front um, where we're seeing those emerging com- countries really see it as um, a tool to, to really advance their their societies and, and their economies. Um, so technological infrastructure is a, a, the, the first factor that we want to throw out there for you all.
0: Great, great. Yeah, yeah infrastructure is very critical because it does set that foundation for the ability to do the work. But, yeah. and that's kind of really from like the bottom up but from the top down, this is where factor number two comes into play. And that's the okay. regulatory environment, right? What we mean is what's the overall governmental attitude towards supporting the growth and adoption of Web3? Right. Yeah. So regions that have like really favorable regulatory frameworks that support innovation, that protect user privacy and promote decentralized technologies. Are more likely to attract these developers, these startups, and investors. And so overall, just the regulatory framework or that governmental attitude is going to have a huge impact on the overall success of Web3 within that ecosystem.
1: Yeah. Uh I think I think that, that makes a lot of sense as, as factor number two. And I think it it also really um, you know, kind of blends in or is a, a decided factor for the, the third factor as well right as you kind of see these factors build on, on top of each other um the factor three is the talent pool right the availability of, of skilled professionals uh, in a vibrant developer community and, and you know those things are vital for the growth of web 3 technology because uh, of course right the most of it is done through kind of software um mean, what we're seeing there. So, you know, developers are, are going to be the people who are going to build and, and, you know, really create that structure and framework for it to, to grow. Um, but also skilled professionals also have a very important role in that as well. right? We're talking marketing professionals, mm-hmm. business development. Um, you know, we're talking lawyers and, and people who understand the, the legal environment. Um, you know, your research institutions, tech ecosystems, um, like there really needs to be, uh, you know, that that structure, you know, again, going back to the two, the two previous, right? That infrastructure and then that regulatory environment that will help breed and foster innovation um, and really attract top talent. So, you know, we're seeing cities like San Francisco, London, Berlin, and Singapore, um, having active uh, blockchain and web 3 communities um and, and that's really because of you know the the
0: two previous uh, factors that that we spoke of. Great. Coming in at number four, we have the entrepreneurial ecosystem. Essentially, how robust is the ecosystem that allows the growth and development of new companies, new startups, right? So we're looking at the ecosystem such as the rate in which startups are being created, the availability of different investors like venture capitalists, angel investors, what have you, and the amount of like incubators or accelerators as well. These dedicated programs that are dedicated to the overall success of these startups, right? Having a very strong and vibrant entrepreneurial ecosystem is what's going to have The overall success of these Web3 startups, and when we see Web3 startups on the rise, we start to see a plethora of more solutions get introduced to the marketplace. So at number four, we have the entrepreneurial ecosystem. Okay,
1: okay. Number five, number five, we have the market size and the demand. So the size and growth potential of of local markets can really influence the, the prominence of a region in Web3. Uh, Regions with large populations and a strong digital economy uh, and high demand for decentralized applications and blockchain-based solutions may become more attractive hubs for web 3 technology, right? Um, Examples we've seen is, you know, recent stories that we've done on uh, Nigeria and and Kenya. Uh, Really, we're seeing a a lot of growth potential there, Uh, you know, big populations, um, and they, they may not have the strongest digital economy right now, but there really is a high demand for decentralized applications. Um, and really, there's been a focus from the their governments um, on those technologies. And so you really see that opportunity and demand uh, meshing with some of the, the other
0: factors that we've mentioned here. And that's number five. Dope, dope. No, coming in at number six, which is closely tied to number two, we have government initiatives, right? So, in number two, we talked about having that framework or the rule set for supporting these ecosystems. But number six is the actions that these governments are taking in order to support the digital transformation, the blockchain adoption, and the overall investment in Web3 technologies within a region. So, here we see things such as public private partnerships, right? Where governments, you know, for example, right, where we saw in last episode when Kenya, uh, the government of Kenya, is partnering with Venom Foundation, a private um, blockchain organization, in order to bring solutions within that region, right? So we see the rise of public-private partnerships, funding programs, right, where the governments may have, like, different grant programs or initiatives in order to inject capital, and then... Finally of course, just having clear regulations in place to ensure that everybody operating within the web3 ecosystem knows the balance of what they're able to do and from that are able to really bring innovation to the Forefront. And so that's number six, government intervention in- initiatives. love it,
1: love it and that's that's closely tied into factor number seven. Um, you know which is just the cultural attitudes and adoption right so what is the the society as a whole uh you know how are are they gravitating towards or away from uh web3 technologies um, and i think we've seen in a, a lot of regions uh people have been uh, curious uh some regions you know people very much um have been, you know, adopters of the technology, right? So we have a uh, place like the US where we're seeing more curious cultural attitudes versus Nigeria where we're seeing, you know, heavy interest and in, in really a want for the technology. And, you know, that will really influence the prominence uh, of a region is how are the the citizens, you know, how are the everyday people looking at this technology? Um, So, you know, your your regions where the population is more open and receptive to disruptive technologies and when there's a strong desire for financial inclusion and data privacy, you may see more adoption and growth uh, in Web3 technologies. Um, So number seven, cultural attitudes and adoption uh, is what we're looking at as the last factor for how to uh, evaluate a region and in, in its uh, opportunity in terms of Web3.
0: Right. Thank you, Web3, Wayne. And so that's the block to block scorecard that we're using to, uh, to analyze these regions, right? So once again, at a high level, we got technological infrastructure, regulatory environment, talent pool, the entrepreneurial ecosystem, the market size and demand, government initiatives, And finally, the cultural attitudes and adoptions, right? And so with this, as we were just reviewing our past episodes, doing our research, we was able to come up with our own respective top three regions and countries that we believe will win the Web3 race. So I want to, I'll kick it off. You know, we may have a little bit of debate here, it may be a little contentious, but hey, the... At this portion of the segment, these are our own personal opinions. What I'm about to express is the opinions of your boy, NFT and Jai. Coming in at number three, I have Africa as a region, right? And the reason, and some of the factors that I really took into place for this was really, one, the growth that we started to see in like market size and demand, the cultural attitudes and adoptions, and the government initiatives, right? So as as we all know, the continent of Africa is home to like 55 different countries. So oftentimes it's usually quite difficult (laughs) to talk about it as like one big umbrella, right? There's 55 different countries all together, different regions, different cultural attitudes, what have you, right? But what we started to see is a couple of things. You know, over the last couple of years, Africa has been identified as the next global opportunity, right? You know, globally, it has the youngest population with 60% of the citizens being under 25, whereas the rest of the world is significantly older and the birth rates are declining. Africa as a whole is actually increasing. And in fact, one organization, I want to say it was Statista, Statista, put out a, I posted on my Instagram like a couple of days ago, They said like by the year 2100, the top, as we look at like the top 10 most populated countries in the world, five of them are gonna be from Africa with the third most populated projected country being Nigeria at over half a billion citizens, right? So there's a lot of growth potential there in terms of the availability of funding, right? So of course, when you look at regions, when it comes to like investors putting their money behind Web3 projects, Africa is lowest in terms of like the actual volume of dollars behind their deals, but their growth rate has been the high, the highest within the past year. So what I mean by this is yeah, places within like the US where we have like 15.2 billion of funding towards Web3 projects. And then the same thing with like Europe and Asia as like. Regions, you know, like close to five billion for both projects. I mean, both regions, but their growth rates have only been for Europe and Asia. They only went up by fifty percent, whereas the U.S. has really remained stagnant. For Africa, from twenty twenty one to twenty twenty two, we've seen ninety million dollars in twenty twenty one for like blockchain or Web three deals or companies raise over to four hundred and seventy four million by the next year. A 429% increase, right? Ooh. So, while yes, these other regions have more dollars backed, if you will, the amount of funding that growth rate is unmatched when we look at the continent. Because think of it, it is 55 different markets within one region. <laughs> A lot of opportunities. We're seeing like these government initiatives as well, right? Like Kenya is partnering with Venom Foundation in order to help spearhead the use of blockchain for GovTech across the entire region of Africa, right? Using these private blockchains that are already in place. And that was one of the main reasons why I put them over the EU or Europe as a whole. Because like even though Europe has the most comprehensive blockchain web-free regulatory framework in the world, they're currently, it may change, but currently they're more set on creating their own EU blockchain, which is going to take many years, which they probably won't have really the infrastructure in place to do so, versus Africa as a region who is looking to work with already established blockchain networks like a Venom Foundation, like a Cardano, to handle the majority of their gov tech needs. So that's why I had Africa at number three. The next two, at number two, the next one and two was really a super tight race. And I only had number one win by hair, but at number two, I put in the UAE, the United Arab Emirates, right? <laughs> a lot of it just because of what we've seen from government initiatives and the entrepreneurial ecosystem being well, well funded, like super well funded. We talked about how there was recently a $2 billion fund put together solely to invest in Web3 projects within the UAE, so like in Abu Dhabi, and Dubai, you can go out there and get your bag, right, in order to like fund a lot of these Web3 projects, you know. Once again, we have organizations like Venom Foundation, which is based in Abu Dhabi, doing these partnerships with other governments across the world as well, and so that influence is going to be backed globally. It's going to be in there, and You know, just like the overall attitude towards Web3 has been very favorable over in the UAE. And yeah, it was, I almost put them at number one, but my number one was the United States of America. And yes, yes, kind of contentious, right? But when we really look at all of these factors The US has more pros or pluses in their warehouses than negatives. Like, okay, right now, the United States says only real negative is we don't have a comprehensive regulatory framework, which impedes upon really good governmental initiatives taking place, right? But then when you look at things like the talent pool, we have here in the United States 29% of the global share of blockchain developers, right? Our technological infrastructure is A, one for the most part. And then our entrepreneurship, our entrepreneurial ecosystem and market size and demand is really unmatched, right? When you look at the United States on a global level, and many people will attest to this who come to the U.S., the U.S. is probably one of the most, if not the most, pro-business friendly countries in the world, right? Right. The entrepreneurial ecosystem is very robust. There's all of the famous accelerators, all of the famous incubators, for the most part, are based in the U.S. There's so much funding available for startups in general within the U.S., right? Like in episode 27, when you had the crew happening, they talked about how, you know, they're U.K.-based, but they didn't really get funding until they start. they came out to the U.S. for like the first time, right? So the money's here. I mean, and going back to what I said during my Africa segment, billion dollars of capital have been invested within these Web3 projects. The most out of all the regions. So that's why I have U.S. as number one. So once again, my number three or my sleeper choice is Africa as a region. Number two, the UAE. Number one, we have the United States of America. And that's my take.
1: I have to agree to disagree which your list my guy and and I will give you my my reasons um you know to to start off you know my my number 3 I'm going to put the USA I'm going to mm-hmm. put the USA at number 3 um I I think the the big thing that's holding uh the USA back is the the government governmental regulation side um and I, I really see the regulatory environment being too chaotic um, when we're talking about, you know, banks that are, that are crashing, right? Your regional banks that really supported the, the entrepreneur, entrepreneurial ecosystem, right? We're really seeing a lot of those entrepreneurs, uh, you know, struggling and having to scramble to, to figure out uh, how they're going to uh, continue their business. Um, you know, we're, we're really seeing also regulators as well, Uh, being really, really anti-crypto, and, you know, as a result, being anti-Web3, but without providing any clarity or or any consistency in how they're evaluating, you know, different companies and projects and and things like that. Um, And I really think that's hurting uh, the the growth and development of Web3 companies, and also, you know, really affecting the entrepreneurial ecosystem, right? And, And Having people uh, that are in this Web three space starting to consider other uh, ecosystems and environments, right? So you know we're, when you talk about uh, the US being a, a place where people come to for these entrepreneurial pursuits, I think it's really turning them off. That you know, right now the US is really not showing any love at all um, to the Web three space. Uh, case in point being, you know, Gary Gensler uh in the, the SEC very recently, right, went after Algorand. And in doing so, you know, Gary Gensler has previously, you know, stated that, you know, he thought Algorand was a, a great crypto and a great project. Um and so I'm talking I'm talking too much heat right now, but you know, NFT and Jai had to to walk away. Uh but what I'm saying is, uh, is my laptop's about to die, that's why. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but so you know, and, and recently the SEC has sued Algorand, right? They they've been a part of a um a lawsuit by the SEC. So there there really isn't, you know, this is a a, a crypto and a project that was spoken highly of by, you know, the uh the top guy at the SEC. And now is on the wrong side of a lawsuit and you know, basically staring down uh, you know, the destruction of of that crypto. So I really think um the chaotic nature right now of the regulatory ecosystem, um, and the lack of, of government initiatives around you know, Web3 is gonna hurt the the USA a lot, um, and put them a little bit behind when it when it comes to uh, you know the the Web three space, and I think that really you know blends into cultural attitudes and adoption, right? There was a, a big push by a lot by a lot of big companies to focus in on crypto and Web three, and that's reversed, right? You know a lot of those bigger companies aren't touching it anymore. Of course, they they've done the trademarks things like that, um, but you know really they're, they're stepping away from it, and I think that really puts us at, at a disadvantage. Especially in a space like this that's been developing very rapidly, um, you know, I, I think it's something uh, that will really just put the U.S. in a, a lower position. But I, the reason I have them at three still um, is for a lot of the factors that you mentioned, right? This is still a very business-friendly country. I think that you know, honestly, we're just waiting to see regulation shake out and some of these lawsuits. I think. Um, There isn't any precedence for what we're seeing with these companies. And so we're just going to have to wait until the dust settles a little bit uh, for that regulation to to kind of shape out. And, and, you know, I think there's a a hard crackdown and then there'll be some some rollbacks uh, to allow for the entrepreneurial ecosystem to thrive. I mean, of course, we have very strong technological infrastructure here in the U.S., the talent pool is amazing here. Uh, of course, we have a, a huge comp- a, hu- a huge country, uh, so we have that market size and demand. So I think once you know the the U.S. does clear that dust and, and that settles, and um, you know companies are able to go, you know, full speed ahead with this web three technology, uh, they will start to to pass up a lot of countries that uh are, that are a bit more restrictive. Um, so I do have them at my number three. But being number one, man, I, I don't, I don't know about that. Um, there, there aren't any signs pointing to the fact that the USA will come back out and and really be the the leader, if you will, with Web three technology. They may be a, a very big part of you know that that ecosystem, global economy with Web three, um, but I just I don't I don't see you know the USA being a being a leader. Uh, so that's, that's my number three. Uh, my number two is a little bit more specific than than your number two, uh, or your your number three, I should say, a little bit more specific than your number three. I have the East African community, the East African Black. Um, I, uh, while I do think that, you know, your, your West African countries and, and your South African countries will have a lot to offer. Um, I do think that, you know, there's still uh, some some negative, you know, connotations around uh, Web3 technologies, specifically crypto in you know, places like Nigeria. Um, you know, you don't hear too much as far as I know in other Western, you know, West African countries outside of Nigeria. Um, you know, I think in terms of what we're seeing uh, in a news cycle, haven't seen a, a lot of activity In your southern african countries um but you know there is a lot of potential in your east african countries right your your kenya's and your rwanda um you know really showing a lot of promise already uh, when it comes to your tanzania right they're already showing uh, a lot of promise when it comes to web3 um you know they're building those foundations uh, but they also have, you know, great entrepreneurial ecosystems um, and, you know, great technological infrastructure. May not be the best, um, but we're seeing uh, great trends when it comes to uh, those countries, uh, and the, the biggest being the hubs, right? Uh, those technological innovation hubs, uh, you know, within those countries, those East African countries. So... Um, I see a lot of potential there. I see great ecosystems. Uh, I see the talent pool is, you know, uh really great in those countries. Uh and then, you know, of course, the, the government is is bought in. You know, we're seeing government initiatives. Uh, you mentioned the, the Venom Foundation and what we're seeing with them, um, and, and just how they're they're partnering with some of those you know private companies to really push web three. And then number one, my number one is of course the UAE, your number two. Um love what I'm seeing from them, right? Mm-hmm. They they're already putting out uh you know regulatory frameworks. Uh they they've already issued you know their their first uh you know license with you know to to operate as a, a web three uh company uh of course they're setting up, you know, Abu Dhabi, you know, as as a, a Web3 hub and really pushing that. Um, you know, over $2 billion that, you know, they've set aside specifically for Web3 funding and financing. Um, the government seems to be heavily behind uh that, that web three technology. Uh and so I, I honestly think the UAE is is the the top of the list, the leader right now. Right, because of those reasons, you know, those reasons where you really have that strong push from the government, you really have that strong entrepreneurial ecosystem. Mm-hmm. They're even starting right to to branch out and become, you know, the the foundation piece, the you know, backbone cornerstone for other communities and countries. Right, so I think that um, you know that's a big piece of it. And you know what's really, really the the top of the list for me, um, and and this is not necessarily within our seven factors, but I think will be very important as we continue to to track this. Is the global political environment is is really heavy right now, right? There's a lot of tension between uh, you know different countries uh, between the, the the EU a uh, block between U.S., China, Russia, bricks. Uh, you know, BRICS, right? Um, and so I think what will serve the UAE tremendously is that uh, they are a bit neutral in all of the global political rumblings that we've been hearing. Uh, so I think that will, you know, allow for them to really take a strong lead uh, as a place where entrepreneurs can can find uh, find a home, um, and you know really feel safe in growing out a web three venture. So <clears throat> those those are my top three. We have the USA coming in at number three. We have the East African community or the East African black coming in at number two, um, and then we have the UAE United Arab Emirates coming in at number one. I know I didn't have as you know much of the, the statistics as NFT and Jai here, um, but you know there there's some some real reasons to to check those out and, and for you know that being my list for the day. What what are your thoughts? I I know you you know we we differ a little bit. We we had the same top three but different how we're,
0: we're looking yeah, at. it. Order. Order. Um, right, right like I said for me I placed USA over UAE it was like very close like I just put it by a hair, and that was more so because of current assets that the U.S. has versus and like the fact that really the only main thing that's holding back the United States is that regulatory framework and considering that pretty soon we're going to be having a Presidential election, um, over the next couple of years, you know, really like as we start to see that changing of the garb in terms of like who's in the White House, um, c- Congress, who's like what's comp, who's composing the congressional body as well, that's going to have a huge impact on just the regulation or the lack thereof that we put out on Web3, right? So, where it's a more liberal friendly a more conservative friendly and more innovation focused less innovation focused tech friendly type body that's really mm-hmm. what's gonna like make or break the united states's ability to be number one and the fact of the matter is like within the u.s every four to eight years like you we tend to have like a major shift when it comes to those political opinions or that political composition if you will and with mm-hmm. that, like i'm kind of hinging my bet on the fact like okay we're probably going to have some sort of change of the garb that will be more favorable towards web three in general right because like because yeah. i mean once that's gone or like once that hurdle is gone yeah like i just can't see any other region dominating the u.s in terms of like, bro, the amount of capital that we just have here when it comes yeah. to tech investment in general is, like, yeah. unmatched, right? You need That's other true. regions, regions as a whole, in order to, like, match one country being the United States, right? Right, but right. I do like a lot of what you said about the UAE. Like, really, all of those reasons was why I had it at a strong number two because mm-hmm. they're, one, they are very neutral, from what I've seen when it comes to a lot of the political Cold, cold War-esque activity that we're seeing right now. Yeah. Um, Two, like they just the story of the UAE, right? Of how like these seven seven emirs came together in order to, you know, create this one region of the world that is very attractive to like foreign direct investment that's like It's outside of like oil and natural resources. Like they are known as, hey, we're a global destination for business. And the fact that we see like the government very heavily backing them, they have the capital in place and they're making the moves to make those relationships in different regions of the world, like Africa, right? Like Venom Foundation, like I know for a fact they're very focused on just that whole Middle East, North Africa type region anyway right like it's more than just yeah. within that specific country so but like i said it, for me it's just tough to see i'm not saying it's impossible and if uae becomes the world leader of web 3 and wins the mm-hmm. web 3, I, I won't be mad in the least bit but for me yeah. it's like seeing like the u.s is probably going to like kind of change our guard politically and we have essentially all the assets in terms of the talent pool, 29% of the global market share. Once again, when it 29% of the global market share of blockchain developers, which is matched evenly with the EU as a region, right? Like one country can match or surpass entire blocks. It's, it's really easy. Yeah. So... <clears throat> no, I mean, I, I think that's a
1: great point. I think that's a great point. I think for me, the, the reason that I really see like the UAE being number one, and then, um, you know, kind of like that East African Bloc being number two, because I really think they they go hand in hand, mm-hmm. right? And I think you make a great point about just the size and um, the potential of America. But I think the one thing that's lacking is the the actual opportunity, right? Like the actual problem in space of like, oh, we need this technology. Right, that there is really real, what you mean. real need versus a lot of African countries where you know this technology brings a lot of solutions to their problems. So you know, just culturally, the the attitude is stronger to adopt this technology than it is in the U.S., which is just like you know we trust our bank, we trust our banks, uh, our transaction you know costs are, are pretty low, right? You know, in in these african, you know, nations, their banks, they process a lot of their transactions offshore, mostly in the US and Europe, right, which leads to higher cost and processing times. Um so, you know, really there is, you know, a, a higher need for uh, you know, for this type of technology, especially when we talk about remittances and, and things of that nature. Um, you know, the the fact that a lot of the Uh, environments can be, you know, unstable, right? The economies can be a bit unstable at times. So people already have this, you know, attitude of, you know, adoption when it comes to this decentralization. I think that it really sets up, you know, an African nation um, or, you know, African countries that have some of that infrastructure. It really sets them up to make a really heavy push when it comes to Web3, um, and then you bring in the the UAE being the foundation of that, right? I think the USA, you know, made a, a lot of their name, um you know, from being a foundational piece for so many other countries, right? and and so um do you take that into account of, you know, the UAE already positioning themselves as that type of partner and and you know, that that type of country that that can underpin, other societies, um, especially those that have, you know, tremendous growth rates, right? You said it four hundred 429% growth in, in funding. Mm. Um, the population is uh, growing rapidly. We talked about it in, in the previous episode. Uh, you have a higher number of individuals that are under 25. So that means the population growth is, you know, um, you know, in, in the middle class, right, is, is growing exponentially at this point in time. Um, so, I, and, and that's where you're gonna see a lot of the adopters of new technology, right? Um, and so I, I think those factors combined, uh, you know, with the UAE, right, underpinning the, a lot of the technological infrastructure innovation in those regions really puts the, the UAE ahead of the curve because they can take that model and they can scale that to other other countries, right? And, you know, we're, we're talking about countries in Africa that are, uh, you know, res- resource plentiful, right? Like this Web3 thing, you know, is starting very much on the, the software, crypto, like digital. But, you know, we've talked about it. That's very much going to turn into a, a hybrid uh, type of thing where we're going to see this underpin a lot of, you know, the uh, you know, physical, very real assets um, and, and help from, you know, the infrastructure, supply chain, uh, healthcare, like all of these different spaces where there is so much of a need for this technology. So that's why on my end, I, I really, you know, push that UAE forward, um, you know, the EAC coming second.
0: Um, and then putting it the
1: USA third, uh, so yeah, that, that, it that, makes sense.
0: You know, you got you got a respectable list, right? Like, I mean, we basically have the exact same list. Yeah. <laughs> if we, if we didn't even say, "Oh, I'm gonna put this at number one," or you like. It was just we had conversations about countries we was interested in, but our order was like totally different, as you all saw. Um, yeah, history is very important, right? So going back to what you're saying in terms of the UAE. Being that foundational piece, what really pushed the United States as that global superpower was at the end of World War II, right? Where Europe as a whole was just decimated due to the impacts of the global war. You know, all the fighting happened in Europe. Like, we didn't have any of the fighting happen really over the States. And so, like, the United States put together that Marshall Plan, which was essentially like a bailout plan for Europe. And that was one of the key things that helped. Place the U.S. as a global superpower and, like, as the hegemon for, like, so many decades, right? Now, one thing that has put the U.S. also in that huge position, like, what they've done for Europe, they've really put their influence across, like, literally every country in the world. However, the thing about the U.S. that many developing countries find, you know, distasteful or annoying, if you will, for lack of a better term, is the fact that our political agenda is pushed into whatever country we end up supporting, right? That's just a fact. Now, yeah. one reason why many African countries and other developing countries in like Latin America and what have you have been really interested in working with China is China will give you the capital and the infrastructure, and they literally don't care about what you're doing socially or politically within your country. So going back to the UAE, if they have those same similar practices to, or stances to like a China, right? Where they don't necessarily care about your, whether it is good or bad, but like your political, social stances within your country, and they're just focused on providing that infrastructure, that could also lead to many more Partnerships, right? Where people would be like, "Oh, they kind of have that whole China approach, like where you can like get this, get the resources, and it doesn't come with quote unquote strings attached," right? So, great point about what you said about the UAE. Like I said, it was really only a hair between. If I'm wrong about the political garb within the U.S., like trust and believe, UAE is moving to that number one on my list. And once again, the offer still stands. If you want us to come out to the United Arab Emirates to do some interviews for the Block to Block podcast, you know, please reach out to us via our social media in the link below at Block to Block podcast on Instagram. You can email us as well. We'll definitely be more than willing to just learn more about how you all are supporting the Web3 ecosystem. The same thing for Africa as a whole, especially the East African communities. You know, I want to go over to Kenya. I like sure. Kenyan food. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, you know,
1: those African nation, nations in, in general, you know, if you feel like, you know, your your nation was left off this list and, you know, you, you really want to, uh, you know, show the world, hey, you know, this is what we have to offer, right? When we talk about attracting that talent pool, uh, you know, really showing what, you know, what your ecosystem has to offer, uh, like Momu said, we we love to to talk with you. Of course, come out and and you know see what you're building and, and show the world what you're building at at large. Um, so you know, don't be shy. Definitely reach out. Uh, you know, I think there is a lot of opportunities out there, and as as you know, block to block, we want to uh, you know bring those opportunities. To the world, uh, especially within the web three space, um, especially in you know your your underrepresented you know communities out there, right? We we know that there's a lot to to be offered and a lot that's being missed out on, and we don't want people to
0: miss out on those things. So, hit us up, hit us up, and as we bring this segment to a close, we gotta let you know we'd be remiss. We're back outside. Next week, yes. we'll both be in Atlanta at the gathering spot in order to have our streetwear, fashion, tech, Web3, fireside chat. We're speaking with Zeke, who is the founder of Streetwear Connections, the number one platform for all things streetwear, where you can get your exclusive sneakers, your apparel, your jewelry, and much more a community. And so we're speaking to him about how he, he's using Web3 technology,
1: right.
0: Timbuktu, 2 order to you know really prompt and build community and grow his business and so i'll be moderating that session it's going to be a dope vibe you know at the gathering spot there's going to be an expo of like some of the inventory so you get a chance to like really check them out and it's going to be a great time so definitely come out it's next wednesday in atlanta from six to eight at the gathering spot yes
1: sir yes sir and with that, appreciate y'all tuning in. I am Web3 Wayne.
0: And I'm NFT and
1: Jai. Peace.